0: Hey everybody! Hey guys!
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back! Welcome to another
0: episode (laughs) of the Undefined Good Girls Podcast. I'm Vanessa, the big sister. And I'm Kiara, and I'm the little sister. And we're so glad to have you joining us. If this is your first time, thanks for coming by. We hope that you enjoy. Hope that you hear something that resonates with you. And if this is your second, third, or fourth time, or fifth time, welcome back. You're part of our community now. One of the most surprising things
1: for for me has been the the outpouring of support from some men yes. because of course you know this podcast i feel like is for anyone who is mm-hmm. trying to live an undefined life but of course we you know say undefined good girls because that's who we are yeah but any th- this is a space that is welcome for anyone you know right. we are all out here trying to live our life um so even men you know we are so 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 thankful for for you guys listening um right and hopefully it's 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 stirring up some things in
0: you as well exactly. uh, so yeah thank you guys so so much <laughs> and so we kind of want to do a quick spotlight and i'll let kiara um share some of this we want to take moments on um, a few of the episodes so it won't be every single one but every now and then where we want to spotlight someone that we feel is living undefined who is taking control of their life stepping outside of their comfort zone something along those lines. So I'll let Kiara go ahead and shout out our first individual for that. Yeah, so um, I my, uh, I
1: graduated with a musical theater degree and in my class um, I graduated with a friend and her name is Gabby and she has just or she is about to start her MFA in creative writing and I mean, those of you who know Gabby, if you're listening, you guys know how insanely talented she is in music, in the musical theater realm, but how much of an amazingly talented writer she is. She has her own blog, who is she today? And it is, it is wonderful. And I'm so proud of her for stepping out, following her dreams and following her heart. Um, and so I just want to give her a shout out and say, girl, I love you you kick ass. Okay. You're going to kill it. You are going to kill it. And I cannot wait to see what you do. So shout
0: out to Gabby. Shout out, shout out, shout out. And And I'm sending you you love, girl. Yes. Yes, Love
1: success.
0: (laughs) I, I really, I'm so, so proud of you. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the episode. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Kiara? Today we are <laughs> talking about dating Ooh, Lord! <laughs> oh my goodness, which
1: is just like we we were taught we were brainstorming about the episode and we were like thinking about a structure and then we were like, you know, our own dating lives don't even have a real structure. So yeah. we're just gonna like, Freeform talk about this, All right. <laughs> because this—I mean, I don't know about you, but my dating life has just simply turned out to be nothing that I thought it was going to be. Same, same. <laughs> like I, it's interesting because I—I I do enjoy dating, mm-hmm. but also it is kind of like the bane of my existence. And maybe that's because I put too much pressure on it. And gotcha. Whenever the the times that I can really enjoy, like, just going on a date with someone and meeting someone for the first time, it's when I'm not, like, putting pressure on this person being, like, perfect. A lot of the times, like, a first date that doesn't lead to a second date, mm-hmm. many times it doesn't have to be, like, an awful date. Experience, yeah. Yeah. It's right. just like, oh, you know, this was cool. This was fun. I don't think I'm going to come back for more. Right. But I can I can take the the you know enjoyable moments from what just happened. The times that I can't do that are usually when I'm like, you know, listening to like in my ear (laughs) what I that little voice
0: that's kind of like you know, checking
1: off the boxes. Okay, he said this. Okay, he said that. Okay. Oop, he said this. And you know, of course you're you know listening to your intuition and stuff, but like a lot of the times it is like perfectionism kind of like creeping in and being like, oh he is not the perfect mate and I've only known him for five minutes.
0: So like, how much kinda, can you know in that, in that five minutes? Right. Sure?
1: I kind of have, like, a love-hate relationship with dating, I feel like. How
0: do you feel about it? I also have a love-hate relationship, but I think it's mostly been hate. <laughs> for me, dating has been terrifying. What's, like, the terrifying thing about it for you? I think similar to how you're saying of expecting this perfect image of a person Because for me, dating and and how we grew up, dating was seen as a means to an end towards marriage.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So it wasn't like you're dating to just get to know someone. It wasn't even called, we didn't even call it dating. We called it courting or courtship. Right. Yeah. Because it's like you are dating this person with the intention of marriage. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So to not have that happen and not be my worldview at this point in time it's been a fearful thing because I think I'm just afraid of getting it wrong right. or afraid that anybody, any guy that I come into contact with or interaction with, he needs to be the husband or Absolutely. you're, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> right, right, right. And it's that thing that I was saying of like, you know, going out with somebody and kind of like enjoying the moment instead of like planning your wedding with right. like every, <laughs> every word that he says. Um, A lot of the times I see things, I feel like we've heard this also, like growing up, like dating to marry. Yes. Like that's like a big deal uh, with the way that we grew up. And I've really, I've honestly been like rethinking that lately and being like, actually, I kind of just want to date for this moment and be present right here, right now. And like, if I like you, then sure, we'll go on another day, or, you know, I'll keep seeing you. But if not, then... I, I don't. I don't want, like you said, to have that like looming marriage on on this thing that's like two weeks old. You know, yeah, <laughs> Right. yeah, yeah. So what? This is a you know more fun. And as I was saying to you earlier, this is. <laughs> I've been very confused. What is your type? Because I'm confused, Vanessa.
0: Why are you confused? Like, I, don't,
1: I don't understand what your type is. Explain to the people, please.
0: <laughs> I mean. My type is, this is the thing, I (laughs) believe that there are beautiful, wonderful men all over the world. Yes. Okay. So, but one thing I would say, and I was thinking about this yesterday, I feel like my prototype of a person is Barack Obama. And, you know, Ah. we always put Barack, like, I love Barack Obama. I think he's a wonderful man, but- I want the Barack Obama of any background that I may be dating. So if I'm dating a Latino guy, I want him to be the Latino Barack Obama. (laughs) If I'm dating a Black guy, I want him to be the, of course, Black Barack Obama. If I'm dating an Indian guy, I want him to be like the Indian version of Barack Obama. Okay. So my type as far as like physical, you know, I've dated a lot and been dating interracially. So Mm -hmm. that, I guess, can fall under my type, but... I don't know it's, it's kind of it is kind of all over the place I guess yeah. but I really think my type has evolved because it's been different in the past where it was like I I wanted a tall guy only so oh I a point where I was like I if he's it. not six feet yeah I don't want him and and I'm five two so it's kind of like <laughs> what if he's five five nope that's too short but it's like right he's still right too taller nope, than me. <laughs> Like, okay, that's kind of adjusted where I'm like, okay, the height might not be something that's so important to me, or oh, I want him to kind of have this particular body type. I still usually get attention, I'd say, from like guys who are smaller than me, Mm -hmm. so I'm used to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I've expanded my world into dating other races, other cultures, and ethnicities, so that has expanded my type and what I look for. But I think it's more important to say, like, I really look for somebody that's very kind.
1: Okay, yeah. Like, let's um, talk about like
0: personality. Like, yeah. How this so personality goes. Someone who is really kind. I love someone who has kind eyes. So Aww. that seems very sweet. You know, I really like intellectuals. So that's why I'm like the Barack Obama type. I like mm-hmm. guys who are able to think deeply. Um, that have a certain level of emotional intelligence, and that cares about the people around them. So that is open to being loving and caring to people that are different from them. That is uplifting of other communities, especially um, underserved and minority communities. Even if they don't do that as a job, I want that to kind of be who the essence that they are, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, someone who likes music, who is just just a beautiful person like I just want them to exude a certain light about themselves and that's kind of what I look for okay. um I guess that's the best way but it, it evolved and it's evolving yes. like right and I, of course I like him to be just attractive I love a really nice face <laughs> yeah. so you know give me some like nice eyes like just really cute um yeah you know nothing okay. different I think than any other girl would want but what about okay. you like because I, I feel the same way about you like I feel like you're also all over the place and kind of. Yeah.
1: So I, okay. So it's funny that you mentioned like your, your type in the past and now because I've in the like recent months have realized that in the past I have been attracted to not so good people, <laughs> mm. very much like assholes. Yeah, That's yeah. who've been those have been like the guys that I gravitate towards, and I literally just made the realization of why when you were talking about um, the kind of guy that you like, like an intellectual, someone mm-hmm. who is like pondering the world. What I like is someone who ponders and who yeah. thinks. A lot of the times, these guys that I'm attracted to who are assholes it's not that they're pondering the world, it's like they're just disagreeing with everything. (laughs) You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, And so I get like blinded by, because we'll be talking about something and they'll be like, yeah, I don't think that's true either. And they'll be like, you know, and I'll be like, oh my God, wow. Like, you know, they don't think, you know, in the status quo either, but it's like, (laughs) no, they just like to disagree with everything. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so they're not very emotionally intelligent because, you know, you don't have to disagree with everything. Yeah. You know, um, some things you can just like take as face value, but, and after a while I learned that, I learned that, oh, you really just, you don't want to see what's like right in front of you sometimes because right. you're just like that kind of like a person. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. Um,
0: it's kind of like emotional intelligence and the actual intellectual mental intelligence are not one and the same so yes. someone can be very intelligent mentally academically all of these things but their emotional level to manage to care to have kindness is not there or is limited and that bingo
1: that's where i have gotten myself into trouble because i do like someone who is thinking outside of the box who i can have those long-form conversations with where we just like jump from one topic to the next, where we're just, you know, talking about the ways in which we don't really fit in the status quo. Like, I love meeting someone else who, like, sees the bubble themselves and Mm -hmm. are saying to themselves, I don't want to be in that bubble. Um, But yeah, that definitely there's always like that disconnect, and I don't know why I fall for it. I really don't. I <laughs> always do. Like I fall for that guy who just is like, yeah, they they aren't living their lives in the bubble, but like like you said, they're also not always the kindest. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always the most compassionate, and that for me is something that I'm realizing. I really enjoy is a kind and compassionate person. Like I don't I don't want like a, a pushover. Mm-hmm. or like someone who like I like will let me take advantage of them mm-hmm. um but I just de- there you know there's there's a line yeah um I don't know if I've quite like seen that for myself yet but in my gotcha. head <laughs> like right, I right. can see the person and I think definitely like a lot of qualities of Barack Obama <laughs> as well I love we love Barack you Barack Obama. Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama if you are listening to this we love you so much. You know, that scene in Becoming that Michelle Obama writes about in her book, where she is, her and Barack are in bed, and she rolls over, and she's like, Barack, what are you thinking about? And he's just like, oh, inequality. Right, right. Like, I would love to have someone, that. <laughs> that. I would love to have someone who, they are thinking about other people, Yeah, and they are considerate of other people. I would love to have someone who is self-reflecting, preferably
0: yeah. in therapy. <laughs> yeah, I say I know that's a big important thing for you where I'm kind of like, oh, cause it's, it's hard to, a lot of guys are just about therapy. A lot of guys
1: aren't <laughs> into it. And I know, I know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely need some type of self-reflection. Yeah. I need to know at the end of the day or at the end of your week or at the end of your month, at some point in your life, you are thinking about your behavior and you're thinking about your actions and you're asking yourself how can i be a better human being yeah um i was recently having a conversation with someone and he was just saying some bs about how basically we don't we don't need to be striving to be better And I was like, see, that is why you and I will never work because (laughs) I need somebody. And it's not, it's not like trying to be the unattainable, you know, perfectionism, which is what, of course we're trying to break here. Right. Um, But it is asking yourself to, to be a better human being to people. I don't trust anyone who thinks that they are just good. Yeah. Always 100% to everyone. There is an area in your life. Maybe you're hitting it in this, this, and this, but you may be a little you know ableist or you may be yeah. a little you know so you need to be thinking about those things right at least in my opinion and especially you need to be doing work inner work on yourself uh especially like as it pertains to like your childhood and stuff because right. that is not about to <laughs> out on me okay right. that's how I feel self-reflection I think is probably like slowly making itself to as, like a top priority one. yeah a top priority for me because I, I do a lot of work on myself and I don't, I don't want to be with someone. And maybe this is like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like stuck up or like never, you know? Yeah. It, it's just what you want. It, it, I mean, it, if you're not doing the self-reflection work, then I don't know. You have to, I, for me, you have to be doing something. Yeah. You're making yourself better. Maybe it's writing in a journal. Maybe it's like taking like five minutes a day to meditate or, you know, Something where you're slowing gotcha. yourself down, you're asking yourself to be present and thinking about your behaviors, thinking about how you treat other people. Um, that's really, really important to me. I'd actually take that over the <laughs> Michelle Obama, and Barack Obama moment in the bed <laughs> where he's like th- thinking about inequality. Maybe you don't have to think about inequality, but the beautiful thing about when you start reflecting on yourself and you start like working on yourself, that starts to pour out into everything you do.
0: and you you start
1: to care about yourself you start to care about everything else because you realize like how much you need and you're like oh my god everyone else in the world needs this as well right um and so that's I think that's that's like the catalyst for it right um I want to be with someone who has you know goals and dreams dream big let's dream big together um also a cutie I do love a cute face as well. I don't have, like, specifics. I said it. you have, yeah, like, a physical type or, like, they you have to be a certain height or not? No. <laughs> um, it's, well, it's interesting because, like, people I've dated and even my, my past boyfriends, they've been completely yeah. different. Yeah. Looks it's like the spectrum, everything. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I don't really know. So I don't I, – I do, like, a cute individual. I do yeah. like somebody who's, like, really cute. But as far as, like, physically – there's not too much that'll like turn me off physically. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, I, I don't, I would say I, it wouldn't be something that like would be like a deal breaker if they're like shorter than me, okay. but that would be something that like, I would want for them to make sure they're okay. Cause you're going to wear your heels. With, Cause I'm going to wear my heels. Right. So I'm going to need you to be okay when I'm, do not ask me to put on flats where, mm-hmm. where we go, you know? Um, cause that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I need you to be secure in yourself if you're like five, three, that like, this is what it is. But mm-hmm. you know, if not, I mean, if, if you are, then I don't have an issue with it. That's okay. fine. Um, I do like the romantic type. I mm-hmm. like to be romanced. Okay. <laughs> um, so I do like someone who likes romantic things, likes to think outside the box in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I feel like I just described somebody that I would make on The Sims.
0: (laughs) We always make our dream men on The Sims. So (laughs) fun fact, Kiara and I love The Sims. We've been playing The Sims for years.
1: (laughs) This is my dream man that I would marry on The Sims. I think he's out there. I mean, the only thing for me that is the hardest thing, like you said, is the part about like someone going to therapy and like, self-reflection men don't do that a lot um, no, no. which is really important to me even you know we talked about um when we were quarantined how yeah. men aren't really taught to like love themselves and you know we asked our dad we were like dad do you love yourself and he was it was beautiful that he was actually able to say yes I do yes and chronicle but- his journey
0: of getting to that yeah
1: Yes, but I asked a guy that I was dating at the time, I was like, hey, do you love yourself? And he was like, what? (laughs) Like very confused. And I was like, and that's the issue here. It's like, we don't teach men to love themselves and to work on themselves and to better themselves in that way. And I mean, that's an issue of the patriarchy, if we're being honest, because their set of standards don't include being a better
0: human being. So. And it doesn't come from a, until a certain age. Cause I think when we look at someone like dad, you know, he's an older man who has lived life and now is at the point of reflecting. I right. feel like when you talk about the guys we're trying to date, which are going to be maybe in their twenties and thirties, they are just not at that point where they're like, I want to think and ponder. Well, uh, there's a lot of women who are right. getting to that point, right? We are doing a lot of the work and building ourselves. But I think one of the big issues that I feel is where are the counterparts to the work that we're doing? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm doing all the self-care work, healing traumas, trying to break generational curses, I mean, I'm over here like working, trying to become the best woman I can be for me first, but also thinking about how I can be a great partner to someone. Mm -hmm. I don't meet a lot of guys that are doing that heavy lifting in the same way that I'm doing it. And that is like a discouraging thing. Absolutely. It is, like you said, it's, it feels like heavy lifting. I mean,
1: I feel like the, the, the journey that I have been on for like the last like year and a half has been overhauling so much Mm -hmm. of, of myself and untangling and unlearning and relearning and all of that stuff. And I, I I don't know if I want to, and this is different from, you know, the way it was two years ago. But now I don't think I want to be with somebody who isn't, isn't even in that realm, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of trying to do those things. Um, It's important Mm -hmm. because it's like, especially when you think about like full blown committed relationships, when, when there are arguments, when there's, you know, uh, disagreements and things, I need to be able to trust that even if your, your junk and your baggage like comes up and, you know, your old behaviors come out that you can at least like backtrack and, and, and sit yourself down and come to, you know, come to yourself and be like, this wasn't okay. And be able to apologize. I need you to be able to sit your ego down and put it in a box somewhere, you know, like (laughs) those are, I need you to have those tools. Yeah. Um, if I have those tools and I'm able to come to you and like apologize for whatever I may have said, if I'm able to like really do all of those things that we're learning how to do. Right. And you can't do it. I'm going to be left feeling super empty. But they and don't I, have and the tools. <laughs> they don't have the tools. I mean, none of us do. And it's crazy. Yeah. Cause I, I was literally just talking about this, this, we do not have the tools. None of us do. We have to learn them. And it, all too often feels like it is on the women to learn the tools, to teach the men the tools. Exactly. Then that man goes and gets with another woman and is (laughs) the man that we shaped, who broke our hearts. I feel like that happens
0: so, so, so often. I think that's a narrative that's been pushed in our society is that women you know, you take the man, you build him up, Mm -hmm. you heal him, (laughs) Yeah, really, like, you are the healer for him, so not only are you you supposed to heal yourself, and heal your your community, heal your children, whatever it is, but you need to heal this man, and I've really been grappling with that, because I'm like, this man is a grown man, (laughs) it's not, (laughs) like, you're not a child. Like, right. why am I, if I can do the work for myself, why am I then also trying to go and heal this 30-something-year-old man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why can't you, I don't know, like, you're. I'm not here to be your superhero. I'm not here to cover you from all of the dangers and the whatever in the world. I'm here to love you through it, yes, mm-hmm. but I'm not here to do your work for you. And I feel Absolutely. like- so much you know women have been put in this place of doing the work for men or trying to so then we do get that instance where we feel like we've given so much to this man you know the relationship doesn't work out and then they go on and they're a better man for the next person right and we as the women are felt empty and Mm -hmm. looking like man like i gave everything to him and someone else reaps the benefits but it's like at what point do we change the narrative and change our actions to where we're not looking at these guys or they're not looking at us as the one who are going to put them back together.
1: And that is why I love the word partner so much. Yeah. Because I think it is a much more accurate representation of what a relationship should look like. Yeah. Um, I think there's just way too much, like it, we, there's too much connotation on, you know, girlfriend, wife, husband, boyfriend. There's too much old crap thrown on it I think the the beauty and the fact that partner is a newer word that we're using and really of course you know it started with um queer couples um you know being able to describe but describe the relationships but I think uh, more people in the world are starting to use it now and I think it accurately describes relationships the way that they should be in a much better way I think it describes two whole human beings who have done their work who are actively you know Bettering themselves and and pouring that into wherever they go, two people coming together and and being partners to one another. I'm not here to to. Of course, I'm here. You know, I'm I'm here for your support. You can lean on me if you need it. But I am not going to be the glue mm-hmm. holding you together. Mm-hmm. That is not my role here. We'll lean on each other. We'll support each other when we need it. Um, but at the end of the day, you're whole.
0: I don't think I've met a guy who maybe like one guy who mm-hmm. even has like a journal or asks questions. I think I asked one guy about therapy because he was sharing with me about, you know, some of his childhood and it's very traumatic. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, well, have you ever thought about going to therapy for, you know, talking these, these things through so that you can kind of grow from it? And he was like, no, like, I don't, you know, that's not really for me. It's kind of the leaning that he was going towards. Yes. And I've heard that a lot too. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to. And yeah. then he was like, I went to like, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably like a summer camp or something. And then, you know, they do like the circles where people kind of share things and mm-hmm. then like the circle of trust type thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's mm-hmm. like, I went to a summer camp and I, you know, that kind of was like my therapy. And I was like, what's it though? <laughs> 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 like... Like, okay, I'm going to let you have that thing, one. Right? but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm like Okay. So it's a struggle to even have someone, not only who's interested in therapy or interested in doing that kind of work, but for me, even interested in the fact that we live in a patriarchal society mm-hmm. and how their role as a man plays into that, kind of like their privileges. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how that would affect, our interaction because something Absolutely. that I struggle with is like the whole idea of like submission of women mm-hmm, to men mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just because I mean it's probably a range of issues but definitely with me being more of an independent woman yeah I'm like submit <laughs> I don't know what that means like that's that is that can't video submit which is like me.
1: compromise
0: right it's just kind of like <laughs> how are you supposed to tell me a woman who is taking care of all of my stuff? I've, you know, I have a decision that I want to make. I, I reason with my own self to make the decision. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't then go to this guy and say, I want to make this decision. Like, what do you think I should do? Right. Even trying to get that out, like hurts me. (laughs) So like, what are your thoughts even about that? Like, how do you feel about submission or just relying on a man in certain ways um are you more open to it where do you stand on that
1: that is hard for me because especially when talking about perfectionism Mm -hmm. when i in the past with dating when my perfectionism is like gearing doing its thing like running the show I am pretty submissive. I am pretty okay. much like, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do it, you know, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I think in my last relationship, I think that's the reason it died because I was like, I'm about to be independent right. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't ready for that, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and dating a lot of the times when my perfectionism is really showing up, it's when I am, you know, just Betraying myself. Self-betrayal, absolutely. Um, And not owning my independence and not owning um, the fact that sometimes I get to take the lead. I think, I think there is like a, a, like I said, a partnership and like a, a 50-50 of a a deal happening. And sometimes in a relationship, he can take the, lead. especially when I think about marriage there, and there are certain things that I just don't know, especially if I, like, like I'm dating older or something, like you might know a little bit more here, so you can take the lead on that. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be with somebody who is like, I'm going to let her take the lead. And I'm, you know, or not even like let, but
0: yeah. this is her, this is her moment. <laughs> that makes me like cringe. Like, right? oh, <laughs> like
1: I have to get permission. No. no, 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 no. I don't want, no, no, no. I'm not saying like get permission or anything, but just like to, for me to feel like I can take the lead and there's no issue. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm a little bit. I'm a little less on your. End yeah, I'm. I'm thing. very much like. Because I think you're like I'm taking the lead all the time. Actually. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I want to like take the lead, but I know it just comes with my struggles of with authority figures and mm-hmm. especially male authority, and mm-hmm. probably just comes, you know, with me and dad having our issues growing up. I just. Can't stand for a man to want mm. to tell me what to do, mm-hmm. even if what he's telling me is the right thing. I just want to be like he told me this, you know. Today I sleep on it, and then I'm like, guess what? This is what I'm gonna do, and it could be the same thing for me. I know it's it's Vanessa, so that's literally what men do to women. I know it's very unhealthy. I'm not, you know, it's something I need to. We're not gonna on. praise it. No, I'm not praising <laughs> it. I'm just stating my truth and the reality of it. You know, you just gotta own it right yeah, now. And right. But it's something I'm working towards because okay. I do realize, again, this goes with me wanting to be a control freak and
1: mm-hmm, there which it is really right there.
0: makes me feel like I am, everything that I know and do and want is right. Mm-hmm. And I constantly think about, and I've heard this quote in a million different ways. And every time I hear it, it like gut punches me. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be in, re- in a relationship? And I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know. I want to be right. You're like, but. actually, I can't be right. <laughs> and there's times I've chosen that. There's yeah. times I've chosen, I want to be right. I don't, at this point, I know this may mean that this person goes on or I don't move forward with a relationship like I want in this season, but it's mm-hmm. more important to me that I'm right in my own voice. Yeah. Yeah. But I there like are I'm some times you to, do get to choose your voice. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now there has to be some compromise built into it. And it isn't even about uh, this man saying this or this woman saying this, but any relationship, friendships, yeah. you know, if, it's, if we see that in all of those kind of relationships that there's a give and a take, yeah. why would we think a romantic relationship would be any different? Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to do the work to say, if you were in this relationship with this guy, there's going to have to be some give and take, there's going to have to be some learning from each other, you don't know everything there are things that the person that's meant to be in your life will come in and teach you and show you and not being afraid of that. Because I think for me, it was like, if this guy is coming in and putting, showing his voice, raising his voice, that means that my voice has to be dimmed.
1: Yeah. And
0: it doesn't have to be that. It can be this is your voice and this is my voice and how do we blend our voices together to make a choir you know right, it doesn't have yeah. to be I'm out overpowering you and then if you want to say something you're overpowering me let's blend it and that's something that's a struggle yeah
1: but that's like the work that, once again that's like work that both people have to do yeah in in making the decision of you know this it's not about being right it's the the joint kind of, like, vision of the yeah. relationship and, like, when when you can have, the, like, the same purpose in a relationship, mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like every relationship has a purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it's, like, you both agree that this is why we're in each other's lives, like, I think that becomes very clear. And I've never had a relationship like that where I felt like, <laughs> you know, we were both on the same page.
0: Yeah. Ever. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you did, you'd still be in it. I'm sure, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All of my relationships, like I've just been like, we are on two totally different wavelengths. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know like, how. <laughs> you know, I think about my relationship in college, and like we just had nothing in common. Mm-hmm. We had nothing, and not in like the cute, like oh, oh, we're so back, different. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and like the this is. I don't know what that was. It was my first relationship, you guys, you know, (laughs) it was not cute. And looking back on it now, I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. And then in my second relationship, there was also just like a lot of discrepancy on like where we were specifically how it ended. Mm -hmm. It was like, Oh, so we aren't on the same page about this at all. You Mm -hmm. know? And so I think being on the same page first is the best thing is like always checking in and being like okay so even when you like especially when you take steps in intimacy and you're like okay so like we talked about this how are you doing Mm -hmm. are you overwhelmed what's going on and like checking in so like things don't like become like words unsaid and you're like oh my god I didn't know that they you know were trying to hop out the window (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) I want to be in a relationship where if it ends like it's not a
0: surprise. Gotcha. And every single one that I've been in, it's been like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. There probably just wasn't that constant communication on both ends maybe, or just, I feel like. Yeah, on my end either. Like I can own that on on myself
1: too. There were a lot of things that I didn't say that I should have said. gotcha.
0: For me in my dating, because I haven't really had like a serious relationship, I will Mm -hmm. say. I just started dating maybe a couple of years ago and like actively getting out there and dating because of course then before that I was on my, like, I can do bad all by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to actively put forth effort to try to date and get to know someone and see where it can go. My biggest struggle has been lack of communication on, you know, the guys and, and also just the lack of. Being able to be on that emotionally intelligent level or being able to dive as deeply as I want to in a commitment or a relationship. And so kind of i always equate me trying to look for a relationship like being in a pool. I'm in the deep end of a pool and the guys are starting off in the shallow end and I'm like, you know, come over, like come to the deep end. It's fun over here. And they're just never able to quite make it to where I am. Yeah. And that's been like a struggle because it has constantly left me with the feeling of just never reaching that mutual connection, mutual mm-hmm. communication. It always makes me feel like I'm overexerting yeah. myself, my energy, my, you know, feelings, mm-hmm. and then they're kind of just falling short. Right. Or then they might when start he, off yeah. good, but then it's like, they just fall short and then they just right. can't. <laughs> right. Um, there's a quote that, you know, when you go to a place and you're like, we love, we like this place to visit, but not to live. And I'm like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like guys come and they're like, Oh, this is great. You're a great person. I've always had guys praise who I am as a person and that has made me feel great because they don't just, you know, it's not just a physical being about my body or whatever. It's about you are a beautiful soul. However, they don't know how to maintain that, what to do with it, and they just leave.
1: I would like, I would say like 90% of the time I feel that way. Yeah. Um, especially with people that I'm really, really interested in and it doesn't work out. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens. It's like we connect. There's the connection yeah. of like, you know, we really get each other and we really like each other. And, and then somewhere along the way, they just like lose interest or-
0: yeah. I don't know. know, Yeah, you don't know what it is. So it's kind of like, I'm too much for some people. Mm -hmm. And then for maybe others, I feel like I'm not enough for what what it is that they maybe want or are looking for. Because I did have that experience where it was a case of not, of blatantly kind of being told you're not enough and feeling attacked in that moment for who I am. It's like, I'd rather you have attacked me for other reasons, but when you attack me, for like the essence of who I am and I thought we were like connecting and, and I felt very appreciated by you that was like hard right. because it's kind yeah. of like it almost makes you feel like oh am I unlovable mm-hmm. or is what I'm bringing just so overwhelming that no one will ever be able to appreciate it yeah but that's that's really how I was feeling is just How do I get to someone that's going to join me on the deep end? How am I going to get to someone that has the same levels of like compassion? Right. And even if they're not on the same levels of career or, you know, money, a lot of those things, they may not be at the same level that I am but how can they match me in that emotional intelligence? Right. Or just the, the way that we can flow together. And that's been a difficult thing to find. And I feel like once I try to like level up, it's almost like starting slowly. All right, here we are. Yeah, we're matching, we're vibing on here. All right, let's take it up another step. That's with the last guy I was trying to date. That's what happened. It's like, I felt like we were starting on steps, getting higher and higher. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like, all right, the next step for us is to Go ahead and be on a certain level of commitment, you know, be communicating with each other on a certain level, and it's like he just started to fall away, and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> he started to drown. Is what happened? Yeah, and it's like, oh man, like I thought, I thought, you I, were and able I feel to like you it. actually,
1: I feel like you tried to give him some floaties too.
0: And I did. I tried, like, yeah, with, special with him, because you know who that is. I tried. To just really, I mean, like dumb it down all the way for you. I gave him multiple chances. I was very clear on what it was that I wanted because like you in the past, I haven't always been clear about where I'm standing and what I want. And I just had to just say, he is just not able to meet me there. Yeah. And so often guys will know they're not able to meet you there, but they'll still kind of try to hang on. Oh,
1: no, no, no. (laughs) Not even just hang on. It's, It's like... It's, it's like, like even like worse than hanging on. It's like, leave me alone. What I yeah. <laughs> hate, what I really hate and has happened to me many times is I will li- like literally be minding my own business. Like I wasn't looking at you. I wasn't talking to you and some man will just pursue me right. <laughs> without any any intention of anything. Like, I don't care about being in a committed relationship or being married right now. Right. But like, if you are going to like search me out, and this usually happens when I'm out at a bar or a club, if you're gonna search me out, talk to me, get my number, and then we're like constantly talking. And this happened to me this year with someone who like we just talked nonstop all day, every day for like two months. Yeah. And then you announced to me <laughs> that you aren't really looking for anything right <laughs> but, still, why? but still hanging on but st- like you said still right. hanging on it's like you gotta let me go right <laughs> it's like I guess after a while you just start to get comfortable too or you you forget that you are worth more and if yeah. you are
0: looking like if I have the desire for more then yeah. this isn't it and then that person has clearly expressed you know what I'm not on that same right. wavelength and just because they'll express it But like you said, they'll still try to hold on. But then you have to make that decision of like, Okay, they've expressed it. They're no longer gonna be trying. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna kind of just do enough to skate by. Is right. that enough for me? Is that gonna work right. for me? And usually and the answer yeah, is. Yeah, no. usually it's like no. <laughs> but you but then once again, you are so comfortable that you're like, well,
1: I'll just hang around and see if my presence is enough mm. to make them level up again. And gotcha, usually yeah, by that yeah. time, at least in my my situations and my experiences. It's never enough, and then and then it be it's like a cycle because then it becomes an attack on my enoughness, and then I start feeling like I'm not worthy, and why doesn't he want me, and what's wrong with me? When it's like he didn't let go, yeah. So I should have made the decision for him and cut off the communication, but I didn't, and so now I'm in this like oh woe is me pity kind of place and kind of in a worse place, and that's just you know me being honest, like yeah, I'm I'm not I'm. I'm not, I think I'm growing into being a smart dater, but I definitely didn't start out that way. And that's yeah. just something we didn't learn. We didn't uh-huh. learn how to date. We, I don't, I mean, I, all I knew was that I was going to get married young and have kids. Yeah. That's not too. happening. So <laughs> other than that, it's like, I don't know how to navigate this. So
0: yeah. I
1: haven't been the smartest dater in the last couple of years. And I feel like I'm learning that now yeah. um, and trying to see that cycle earlier so I can like put a stop to it and be like, okay. Um, you're not giving me what I need. So let's just go ahead and make this a friendship
0: and <laughs> end it there, that, because it doesn't even have to be that. Or, oh I think yes. Sometimes so it's often, like, you can go ahead and go bye. <laughs> exactly. And so often we try to like still fit them in. Cause that's what I've tried to work on. Like with that last guy, I was. You know, I was like, oh, he could be a a friend, like maybe. (laughs) But it was kind of like, no, just let it go completely because you want to just continuously make space for those things and those people that are going to support you, that are going to actually show up for you. Even in the idea of just dating and, you know, with him, I was hoping that it would go to a certain level. But if I'm just dating and, and having a good time with someone, It's just making sure that I'm very clear on the expectation I have because, of course, dating multiple people, everybody may be at different levels. So when Mm -hmm. I'm dating multiple people, you know, I may be at one place with one guy, at another place with another guy. Like, there's one guy who I'm spending time with and it's not about jumping into something serious and Mm -hmm. and rushing. We're enjoying each other's company, having a great time. But I think you need to be very clear on where you stand when you're in these situations and upholding the boundaries that you want to uphold, because it's so easy to get distracted in that and to say, Mm -hmm. Oh, well they said this, but how can I still fit this Mm -hmm. in the box? But it's kind of like, what was the boundary that you set for this? What was the boundary that you didn't want them to cross maybe, or what is it that you kind of wanted from that person? And if they have decided to disregard that, what does that say about you if you do, if you let them do that and don't have a consequence for it Oof, why that even have a boundary
1: a conversation <laughs> for kiara hines that a conversation that i needed for the last like three years where someone to be like so they overstepped that boundary. What right. are you going to do? And I'm just like, nothing. Right. <laughs> At least in like, like, oh, oh, what boundary?
0: Did I set it right.
1: up? Oh I my God, I Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, that is literally my life. Yeah. <laughs> literally how it's been in the past. I'm really working hard to like change that and to yeah. like stick. And once again, it's all wrapped up in enoughness. It's all mm-hmm. wrapped up in I know I'm enough. Yeah. If you whether you stay or go right it doesn't like i may be upset i may be hurt but at the end of the day right. you don't make me enough right. you don't make me whole you don't yeah. make me worthy and of course that is not the messaging that girls in general are right. are given we are given that once a man comes into our life sunshine rainbows that's right. when the musical starts you know exactly. that's when, like all of the fun things happen like you think about all of our representation movies um song everything it's all about being in love and it's a wonderful thing being in love and having a partner it is a wonderful thing to have but it's crazy how life it seems that what we are told is that life starts when you fall in love absolutely and so when it doesn't happen or it fails I personally feel like I have failed and I'm not enough and I couldn't keep him or whatever the case may be when, you know, if I stick to my boundaries and I believe in who I am and my enoughness, then when they go, it's like, well, you just weren't right for me. And if you were, then you'll come back and, you know, we'll be two completely different people and we'll be able to, this will be able to work. But until then you're not right for me, but
0: that is easier said than done. (laughs) It is. One thing that I've had to realize is do not ever limit yourself in thinking that there are not enough good men out there Mm, because so often, and with like that last person I was seeing, I was like, oh, he is such a good guy. Like we could be so compatible and, you know, we can really go far, but if they are not able to meet you where you want to be met, I don't care if they check off every box on the list that you have. If they are not able to meet you and to give you what it is that you're looking for, and you know that it's what you deserve, it's not just being extra or difficult, you know what you're looking for is realistic, and let them go. It's okay. Let them go because there is probably someone else better. Like you said, it's either going to be two options. It's either going to be someone else better, or maybe you'll meet each other at a different point in life when you're both on the same page and ready for it. But I don't care if it's Barack Obama. If I meet a Barack Obama type and I'm like, he's wonderful and he's not able to meet me where I need to be met or I'm realizing we're just not able to connect on this way. Yeah. I have to say, as much as I love Barack Obama, there is someone <laughs> better than right. this. There is someone that's going to fit my needs better. That's going to fit my right. life better. Right. I love one of my um, favorite social media influencers, Cece Olisa. She has this quote where she always says, good and better things are always on the way. Yeah, And that is something that I have embodied in my dating life specifically, mm-hmm. because when these things don't work out with different guys, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm bummed because I've, I've met a lot of wonderful guys. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not ready for what I'm ready for, I've met a, a lot of great uh, quality guys, I guess you can say. But I have to just keep telling myself if that wasn't it, then something else is better. Like the universe is going to give me something better. It's going to, it's going to feel better. It's going to fit better. Mm -hmm. So I have to let this go where my boundaries are continuously being disregarded so that I can get to that better.
1: Yeah. That's it right there, man. Yeah.
0: That's it. (laughs) I mean, even like think, thinking about
1: that. And it's like, I think for both of us, like we're past the point where we're even talking like, materialistically and oh, like yeah. you said like you know even if they're not in your career path or at the same level in your career you know I think it's these are soul things that need to yes. be fed yes. um that are important and it's like okay if someone is not feeding your soul I don't think those are things that you should look over right maybe right. other people can have the bandwidth to like look over like feeling their soul feeling neglected yeah but I personally don't think, I think that's when there's a red flag. Yeah, Maybe yeah. monetarily, it's it's your feeling like, uh, you know, he's not, you know, fitting the bill or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. personally, for me, that's not a deal breaker. Personally, for me, it's like who I am, the core of who I am and the yeah. core of who you are, it's not matching. We yeah. are not pouring into each other, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? And so, like you said, that's when it's like, well, you're going to have to go ahead and exit
0: stage left,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah
0: um and And examining examining what that looks like for each individual because like you said it may be different for what you're looking for than what i'm looking for than Mm -hmm. what the next person is looking for Mm -hmm. um and it kind of i you know i love talking about the example that i spoke with you i think maybe a month or two ago about the square in the circle oh my god i'm gonna tell you guys about the square in the circle i saw this on it was on Instagram. There is a marriage and family therapist, I think, who was speaking about this. I can't remember her name, so I apologize. I'll have to look up her name to see if I can find it. But she was giving the analogy of compatibility and talking about a certain type of incompatibility where there's a square and a circle. So where one person may feel like I feel that you are just so compatible for me. Or even if we're thinking, oh, this person is so compatible for me, and then it falls apart or something happens. And you're like, how did that happen? But one person is the circle, and that person goes inside of a square. And so, of course, if you put a square in a circle, all of the circle's edges are covered. So kind of looking at that person, like all of their needs and compatibility and what they want is being met. So they feel cozy and safe in the square they feel like you're the one for them they feel like this is everything i've ever needed but that square there are edges around the square that that circle is not touching Mm -hmm. and so that person whoever represents the square is feeling like yeah this is this is nice but it's not quite what i want Mm -hmm. and when i heard that the first thing i did was tell kiara because i'm like kiara oh it's so good a crazy way to look at Mm -hmm dating and relationships and compatibility and it also made me feel I don't know like seen in a way because so often I felt that I felt like I'm the square where that guy may feel like this is enough what I'm giving you is enough where we are Mm -hmm. is enough and I'm like yeah you know it's nice but what about here and here because those edges edges aren't being touched (laughs) and they're important those edges are
1: important and it's not asking someone to like fulfill everything because we all we know that like no person can fulfill oh, everything yeah. but we do also have to acknowledge that there are there are certain parts of us that are really important and I think a lot of the times those edges are important and as exactly. much as you can get to those edges right. try to fill them in right you can't always do that but at least try to or at least you know being able to have enough vulnerability in your relationship to yeah. to say that, like, these are things that I think you could yeah. help, help pour into, right. um, and hoping that that person can be like, oh, I see exactly what you mean. Like, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's acknowledging like a love language and like being like, you know, you're, you're actually quite missing the mark here, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> um, and, and letting them know what your love language is or whatever the case may be. But I mean, that analogy blew my mind because yeah. i feel like i've been both the square and the circle okay in different yeah oh, absolutely in different cases and i think that helps me understand what went wrong in some of those situations and helps me also under realize that it's not that i wasn't enough it's just like they had edges that i just couldn't reach and that's yeah. fine um but a lot of the times i am like you the square and someone is you know filling enough and i feel mostly good. Right. But then there are moments where it's like, oh, I just I need you to get this about me. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. Um yeah, that analogy like blew my mind. If you can remember what that account is, I would love to yeah. follow that account because that is a good, good nugget. And I exactly. think that's a good way to explain to someone when you feel like the, the compatibility is like kind of there but not enough for you. I think it's right. a good way to explain to someone, not making them feel bad, of course, but like, yeah. you know, you're just a circle, but like, you know, <laughs> helping them understand that there are just edges that you aren't quite getting. Right. Um, maybe, or is that mean? Would that be a mean um, way I mean, I, thought, I about say, it,
0: here, watch this and see. Yeah, now that
1: I'm thinking about it, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, you would feel like, what? <laughs> well, you're an asshole.
0: <laughs> right. No, what but mean? I think it helps you to understand so that you can. Yeah continuing those boundaries because for me that's what it helped me understand like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you why you're a circle and I'm a square okay but I know I'm realizing the feeling of the disconnect because like you Mm -hmm. said if I'm feeling that it's almost there but not quite Mm -hmm. and it also allows me to be okay with the fact that I'm not asking for too much I'm just not having these certain needs met because often I would feel like maybe I'm just asking for too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe my expectations are just too high and nobody will ever be able to meet that. Yeah. But it kind of, I had to be clear, what are those core things that are important to me? Mm-hmm. And is that person able to reach those those sections, those edges right, of me? Right, and right. if they're not, I can't betray that and betray myself because I want to make them fit. Yeah. It's like, no, just Oof. let them go and- you just have to really trust the universe and believe that what you want and need is out there. There There's so many people we see, you know, in the world and you're just like, they can be the kookiest person. They can be so interesting and different and they find that person for them. And it's like, I believe if you have the desire for relationship because everybody doesn't, but I feel if you have the desire for that, that it's out there for you. Absolutely. And it may take time to get to it. It may take trial and error of finding it, but there are billions of people in the world. And that's something that I was like, I'm not going to limit myself anymore to just say, you know, if he can be in, you know, Spain, he could be in Timbuktu, like I don't know. There's so many beautiful people in the world. So even if I'm like, oh, I'm not going to use the language, there's no good men out there. There are a lot of good men out there. There are a lot yeah. of good men all over the world who are doing wonderful things, who, you know, even if we haven't met them, <laughs> right, right, who are going to be great partners to people. Yeah. And so I think it's just not letting ourselves get discouraged of like, the people that we are, the women that we're becoming, if it's so beautiful, unique and undefined, not feeling like we'll never find that match for us, like, yeah, it can be a match for you. It does take work, but also not limiting yourself because you want to go ahead and feel that quickly, right? Like, I'm just going to dumb myself down so that I can be with this person. I'm just going to right. not express my needs because if I do, I know that person's going to dip. So if you know they're going to, they're going to mm-hmm. leave you, just, just get it over with now so that you're not right. continuously, cause not you're being, anything. you're betraying yourself, right? You're betraying yourself so that they will stand by you, but they're that's not standing by you. that's
1: <laughs> a self-betrayal and dating. Yes. That's a whole nother hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You're so
0: right. It's important to love who you are, be who you are and show up as that. Mm -hmm. in these situations Mm -hmm. it is so important especially if you want to marry someone right I don't want to jump into a marriage not being who I am right that's like for most of us a lifetime commitment Mm -hmm. and you're just going to continuously not be you show up as you um that's that's such a disservice to yourself that's such a disservice to that relationship and ultimately to how you show up in the world period. (laughs) (laughs) I guess to like wrap it up, Mm -hmm. what do you see for yourself in dating? What's your outlook going forward from where you are now? So I I
1: just want to be more honest in dating and because I'm not I'm not, you know, working through perfectionism and putting on the masks and you know people pleasing and all of that stuff. And in the past, I haven't been very honest with myself mm. of what I want. Um, so I think for me, it's just like, I am requiring of myself to be a little more honest Okay. in these situations. Um, I'm, I'm currently seeing someone, it's not anything serious or, you know, any of that, but, you know, having to, uh, to be honest with him and say, I, I've, really need to take things slow. Like Mm -hmm. I have been in a situation before where things were like, bam, 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 bam. And I don't want that again. Yeah. We desperately have to take things slow and, and, and it it being almost too like a deal breaker, like, and if we can't take this slow, then we can't be together. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is something that of course is really scary because I don't want to, I I want to be able to please them, and if they if they want things to move faster, I don't want it to look like I'm not interested. Or yeah. because what I've realized is the feelings the the those feelings will come. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you are really interested in this person and you're invested in this person. And you're feeling like, oh, I need to be in a relationship with them so that, you know, I can just be in love and da-da-da-da. Like, the love will happen, you know? Like, you don't have to rush it. And if it doesn't happen with that person, then maybe they're not the one or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I think that for me is, like, all I can really right now say that that's what I want is to be able to be very honest Okay. in my dating relationships. I don't really have, like... A vision for my relationships, quite yet. Okay. Maybe it's uh, the. F- I don't know if I'm. I'm ready for anything serious right now. Gotcha. Um, I think I'd like to just like continue to like date and be on, like, that just, like, dating level, you know, maybe, like, there's, like, a space between, like, casually dating and then, like, being a committed relationship where it's, like, you're exclusive, but, you know, it's not, like, we're getting married. Set in stone. (laughs) Yeah, it's not set in stone, and if, you know, if either one of us want to dip, we can dip, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's, of course, you know, that uh, having that mutual agreement, I think one of the biggest things is agreeing with one another that, like, where we are right now whatever it is we are not going to bring each other any more hurt or pain okay. than we already have you know yeah. being able to be with somebody who gets that like we're not quite at the committed place yet but even still I am committed to not bringing you
0: extra hurt and pain if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah. i i definitely yeah get that so what about you <laughs> I am, so I'm like the opposite because yeah, I know I'm you kind of like, <laughs> we need to move because I'm, I've been in situations where it just wasn't moving fast enough and I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So I am open and ready, I feel, for a serious relationship. I'm at that age, I'm at that point in my life where I'm ready to explore that. I don't know if I'm like ready to jump into a marriage, but I'm ready to get to something that's consistent. Like, we are seeing each other. You're my Mm -hmm. partner. We are growing in this every day. We're exclusive with each other. That's more of the vision that I have. Just someone that I can talk about these deep things with. Someone that I can do community work with. Someone that I can travel with. Someone that's going to feel right for my life and where I kind of see myself going. Yeah. Um at the same time, I'm also enjoying dating. So like I said, I'm I'm in an entanglement as Jadis would say, or I don't even know if that's the best term, but Uh, someone that is very special to me that I'm spending time with. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. Um, Yeah. And it's not serious, but you know, I'm kind of in that situation, I am kind of feeling it out and seeing is this someone that I could have as a partner going forward, but I think the thing that I feel connected with them is they have expressed how they feel, kind of where they stand. Mm-hmm. So I'm not questioning and wondering, oh, how does he feel about me? Or what is he thinking about me? Even if it's the expression of, yeah, I like you. I'm, I'm feeling you. There are some hurdles that I need to work through or whatever the case may be. But just having that honest and open communication has helped me to be comfortable in what we have going on so i don't know if maybe that's the difference that i would like to see if it's going to go slow i need there to be that openness that communication and not just me feeling like neglected or feeling like this isn't moving what are we doing i need because you do have a
1: place you have a place where you want to go yes
0: so it's
1: important for you guys to be on the same page about that because it's moving
0: exactly and that's Mm -hmm. my thing i am clear about the vision that I want in a relationship and where I want it to go. If it is going to take some time, I'm cool with that. But I needed to be communicated all across the board each mm-hmm. at each step in each moment right. because I've had enough experiences where it wasn't. And mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like I was in limbo and I hated that feeling. Yeah. And it just felt like a waste of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm more like, yeah, come on. And and let's ride off into the sunset together. Right. Um, I'm more realistic. I am more open to compromising and learning and not thinking that I have all the answers. Yeah. Like I said, it's still a, that's a heavy work yeah. for me. It really is. But you're really open is. to
1: it. That's, that's like the first step is like, you don't have to be there Right now, but the yeah. fact that you are open to it, and you, yeah. and when you say things like that, you are asking the like the universe is now going to bring you situations right. <laughs> that are going to require you to be open. Right. So it's like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Exactly, are you open to this? You really like this yeah. person. You both are pouring into each other at equal amount. This is a moment for you to compromise. Right. Are you going to do it? Or are you going to,
0: you know, right? So it's already out there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's already coming, happening. It's coming too. to you, Vanessa. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's happening in different ways. And like I said, I know no matter what happens going forward, that's the journey and the battle that I'm going to have to be yeah. with myself because I know that I can be a good partner because I was thinking for a while, like, maybe I'm just not meant to be somebody's partner. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just meant to be alone because I'm such a difficult person. But it's kind of like, no, this is something that I desire and I I can show up for people in all these other situations and really have that connection and those people can feel loved and cared for. Of course, I can also do it in this arena. I just have to figure out how it works for me, heal the traumas that are blocking me from that and be able to then grow and move forward in it. So that's where I am, like kind of doing that work to grow, to move forward, to then come into the situation whole being able to be a great partner and being able to, yeah, just have us building together and not me seeing them as an enemy or seeing them as someone that is against me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's coming. It's coming (laughs) for both of us, both of of what we want and where we see ourselves. I think that, I think we both do enough work in ourselves that like what we want is out there. Yeah. Um,
0: it's
1: gonna be yeah. lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Um. Can you know if you have followed us or found us on Instagram? Um, please find us. And you know we're we're starting something new. We're trying to started it, start it up. So yes. You know just. <laughs> come
0: interact with us and come hang out with us. Um, yes. we'll if you search that, um, Undefined Good Girls Podcast on yeah. Instagram, you'll definitely see us. So come on and join. We're trying to really build a community around um, the conversations that we're having and hear from you guys also. So we would love it if you join us, if you um, share the episodes that you liked, rate us. All yeah. We really, really um, appreciate all the support and everything and you joining us.
1: All right, y'all. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. See you on the next one. Bye.